traditional account today. Um, unfortunately, Jaden's not going to be able to join us. He's a little sick at the moment, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure we'll handle just okay. Kind of wait a few minutes to uh, get a few more people in here, and then we can kick it off. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Lots going on. Of course. Of course. It's uh, never, never a dull moment in the, in the blockchain space, that's for sure. You guys have had quite the uh, roller coaster for the last few months, it seems like at least you launched your token, got everything going. It's uh, I remember when we did that. It's uh, it's hard to sleep, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a lot happening. You know, a lot of excitement in the market right now. Uh, Bitcoin ETF just uh, brought the temperature up a couple of degrees. So, uh, ops tempo is high. <laughs> of course, of course. I uh, is there anyone else we should be bringing up right now? Just before we uh, kind of get started here, it doesn't look like anyone's requesting, so I think we're kind of good to go. I think we're ready on our side. Let's do it. All right. Anyways, um, thanks everyone for coming. Um, this is going to be the space between Jacko Protocol and Andromeda, of course, where we're kind of talking about awesome developments on both fronts. Where um, for everyone who doesn't know, Jackal is a decentralized storage network based in the Cosmos ecosystem to provide scalable off-chain data storage to every blockchain, which is wonderful, including Andromeda. Outside of that, um, I'll kind of let you guys introduce yourselves because uh, you'll do a lot better of a job than I will. But at the end of the day, my name is Patrick. I'm the co-founder of the Jackal Protocol and the CEO of Jackal Labs. Hey, thanks, Patrick. Uh, my name is Matt Hawkins, uh, core contributor in, uh, in Andromeda. Uh, we're an on-chain um, operating system. And uh, we seek to unify the Cosmos ecosystem and make it easier, better, and faster to do everything from build in the uh, the most complex CLI manner all the way to low-code, no-code building uh, to reduce time to build, faster to market, lower uh, burn rates, uh, and easier to pivot, uh, but also give you more cross-chain composability. We believe in the multi-chain future. So we want to enable that with an operating system that connects uh, all the chains. And uh, the Jackal partnership is perfect for us because it brings a storage capability that is, uh, as your website says, long-term, short-term, whatever you need, which you know it's all about interoperability and composability. So be able to compose a solution uh, using all the different partners in the Andromeda ecosystem, uh, which is really an ecosystem uniter, is what we're all about. Uh, I'll pass it over to Cody to talk about tech. Yeah, so um, my name's Cody Marks Bailey, uh, core contributor, um, one of the early guys. Um, got a long, long, long history in innovation and uh, uh, engineering and, and computer science, uh, dating back from about 1991 when I was 10 years old. Um, got into Linux and stuff way back then. And um, 
in 2017, I was one of the ERC 721 NFT uh, standard uh, creators. Um, and uh, grew up on Ethereum in the blockchain space. You know, grew up over there with Solidity and building, you know, dApps and and protocols and stuff. Um, had a few EIPs that were submitted, and um, you know, I didn't feel like the um, Ethereum stack was really the future. I thought that um, we could do better. If you've ever if you've ever programmed, you know what a real language looks like, and Solidity does not look like a real programming language. Something like Rust is. And when I saw that Rust was being used in the Linux kernel and it was starting to get mass adoption, I started looking around and I saw that the Cosmos was using this Rust uh, programming language. And so I thought, okay, there's there's a real language we can do some damage with. We can actually build much more complex, much more secure, much more robust um, protocols and 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 uh, products. And once I got over into the the uh, Cosmos ecosystem, along with IBC and the interchain, the, the sort of internet of blockchains that Cosmos um, touts, uh, it really made sense for what we wanted to build. And uh, about two and a half years ago, we started building this um, Andromeda operating system, or AOS for short. And the AOS is a set of smart contracts that resembles a kernel like you find in any modern operating system, be it Windows or Unix or Linux or Mac OS or whatever. Um, and it's the core pieces at the very, very bottom of the stack that sort of make sure or makes everything else above that possible. So we bring everything from a file system, which is really not not don't think of it as a file system as like files we have on our computers right now. Like we're not storing movies and, and JPEGs. That's where Jackal fits in. But this is more about all your different financial positions looking like a file instead of it being on a website. You would have it in this organized manner that you can then stitch together with our tools. So if you wanted to have uh, something that, that was yield-bearing, you could have those funds automatically sent to another um, financial instrument, to another financial instrument. You know, you can split things up, move them around, do all kinds of things like you do with files on your normal you know, laptop. And so we're bringing a lot of that functionality uh, to the Cosmos. We've um, been at it for two and a half years, and we love what we have done. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, it's uh, I, I also second your thoughts about uh, Solidity, for example. You know, uh, a programming language is a little bit spooky when you have to import something called safe math. Um, usually not the uh, not the best thing in the world. So I'm happy that kind of Cosmos is built on. Uh, we do a lot of stuff in Go. I know there's a lot of Rust-based stuff as well. And it's just kind of nice to kind of uh, just use. I would say safer, safer programming languages might be the uh, the good way to put it. But at the end of the day, the the exciting thing about why um, why we're interested in Andromeda in the first place, right, is predominantly as kind of lowering the barrier to entry to leveraging uh, a technology like the Jackal protocol, and that's kind of why you guys are attractive to us for like low code, no code integrations and kind of lowering the, the the barrier to entry in general to onboarding, right? Because if you look at right now where the entire space is to onboard to something like Jackal, even though it does wonders for cybersecurity posture, digital privacy posture, let alone all the benefits for being a blockchain developer. If you uh, want to have, we're working on things like read and write to off-chain data storage with smart contracts and things like that, all this really nerdy stuff that can be leveraged for uh, people who have already onboarded. but um, a lot of people don't get that benefit uh, unless you have kind of crossed the, the chasm of getting a Coinbase account, buying Atom, IBCing it over to Cosmos Hub, going to Osmosis, swapping it for Jackal, transferring it to Jackal, buying a storage account. And the onboarding experience is really difficult for blockchain as a whole. 
And I'm um, not let, let alone like the development experience in general and, and kind of understanding these complex programming languages and things along those lines. And I kind of love to hear uh, your thoughts on the reasons why um, you guys just chose to build something like Andromeda and uh, who do you think is going to benefit the most in the uh, short term and long term? Uh, I can speak to the, the 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 tech part of that. I believe that was the first part. Um, yeah. So w w on the on the tech side, what we're what we're attempting to do is basically weave all together um, together all the different protocols that are out there. Like you know, Jackal, you guys are, are focused on on one thing, doing one thing really really well, um, doing storage. Like that's that's your you know you're not trying to do um, you know you're not trying to build the the latest and greatest decks. You're not trying to do a lending platform. You're not trying to do. You're like, look, guys, Jackal does storage. That is that's where we operate. But and 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 storage by itself is important. Uh, Patrick, I'm, I'm sure you would you would agree. Like you know, having having a, a primitive storage unit is great. But um, you know, have you ever sat down with on a with a computer like without an inter internet connection? There's not a whole lot you can do, and it's the interconnectivity of things that make things exciting. That's when you can actually start doing things. So taking Jackal and saying, okay, you guys, you know, you handle the storage part of it. What we're going to do is we're going to connect that to all the other pieces that are out there in the cosmos. So anytime somebody comes up with an idea and says, hey, we need we need storage, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They go, oh, look, you know, just grab this ADO, this, this modular component inside of our operating system, deploy that, and boom, you get Jackal storage. Or in fact, and sometimes, sometimes it might be like, yeah, we don't even know we're using Jackal, but like we have storage and it just works. You know, and and if you asked, you know, 99.999% of the people out there what type of file system they have on their laptop, they won't be able to tell you because the technology has has been pushed to the very, very, very back of the of of the stack, and it's been abstracted so far up that it's like I don't know what file system I'm using. It just it just works, and so that's the same way that Andromeda and I would presume Jackal would be there. Um, you kind of use it, you you pay for. It. There's an economic model that makes it sustainable and and um and usable but at the end of the day it sort of fades in the background and users are able to do what they want stream movies or live their lives or you know um put their capital to work without having to think about all these different tokenomic models that are out there that's awesome and and that's kind of the thing is is blockchain technology's infinite white space right and we kind of have to rethink everything from the ground up from first principles for storage and compute and data availability and and kind of how how technology interacts with each other, whether it's through smart contracts or cross-chain integrations and things like that. And it's beautiful in its own right. And just to kind of um, kind of reference what you were saying is for Jackal, if we do our job right, you don't know that you're using Jackal. And that's something that we're really excited about as well, of kind of getting to this, the, the space where it's now, where an individual is now able to create like a full stack web application using blockchain technology and on blockchain rails without sacrificing some of um, the the downfalls, whether that's kind of uh, forcing centralization for a certain choke point, or whether that's kind of uh, being forced into down, forced down like a specific kind of like product path due to the infrastructure that's available or the technology that's available at the given time. And that's why I'm kind of really excited about Andromeda in general. And we think for us, the thing that we, we find really interesting is uh, kind of having a way for integrations to be easier and and this is something that we're looking to leverage you guys for in general is when we start talking about enterprise adoption right and having a, a better user experience for enterprises to integrate with technology like this the the difficulty right now is look at jack on the way the jack was set up it, it's kind of built for enterprise scale 
data stores. So for all, everything to work properly, we need to move data on like a petabyte scale, which is a lot of data. And at the end of the day, the, the ability to integrate um, with an enterprise right now for us, due to the, the constraints of the current technology and our distribution being kind of managed by the wallet providers, we now have an opportunity instead of kind of forcing us down a specific product path again, that being like an API integration, for example, uh, where we're now like kind of making trade-offs and like centralizing a certain choke point of failure. Uh, we can leverage something like uh, ADO where you have the ability to integrate and, and have a little bit better of a user experience that kind of abstracts a lot of the stuff away. Um, and something we're really excited about in general and, uh, we, we don't have the time internally to build everything and, and build a wallet or, or um, kind of do stuff like that just because we have to be really conscious with their human capital, right? And kind of strengthening the protocol from um, the protocol level, whether it's the modules, whether that's uh, our JS libraries and things like that, overhauling like dashboards and stuff like that. So uh, no, I'm really excited in general. Yeah, part of our, part of our architecture um, that we set out really early on was imagine you had you had three protocols like on a, on a chain. Let's just let's just worry about one chain for now. And you have three different protocols. In order for those three protocols to work, um, protocol A would need to write uh, an adapter for B and C, and B would have to write one for C. Correct? Like to get to get all the way around. But every time you add a new protocol to that, you have to write four new adapters, then five, then six, then seven. It's untenable, it's unmaintainable, and it's the wrong architecture. What Andromeda does is that it creates a write once, write one adapter, and then all of a sudden you get access to everything in there. So it's it's n number of adapters so for n number of protocols, not not n factorial, if that or factorial if that makes sense. So um that's the way that's the way we solve that problem. Right now you hear about all these um these partnerships going on throughout the cosmos that um that are, you know, it's like, oh, well, Mars Protocol is going to start working with, with, um, with osmosis. It's like, okay, that's great, but like, that's one dex. Like, are you gonna? Is it gonna take you three or four months to write an adapter for each dex you want to go to? So everything's being like all these adapters and all these all this interoperability is is bespoke. It needs to be generalized. And there was something you you touched on, Patrick, there at the beginning. Um, you said we're having to re, you know, go back to first principles, rethink the entire stack, rethink what we're doing, rethink the entire from storage to compute to all these different things. And, you know, what we do is, you know, after working in blockchain for so long, I got involved in 2012, 13, and then into Ethereum. It, once you've worked in it a while, you start going, okay, th these are little computers. These aren't, these blockchains, they're just computers. They're just slow. They have a way of like, they, they do things in batches. But really, if you like, if you look at computers from the 1950s, 1960s, like we're dealing with computers that are about that fast. Honestly, they're about that fast. Now they've got really, really high tech, you know, um, cryptography added onto them. And we're using microprocessors to do that, but, um, and fancy math, but really these computers are really, really, really slow. And so, um, if you look at the architecture that are, that's being used, um, back in the 1960s, that's where this like, like, Hey guys, maybe we're building this stuff in the wrong way. Maybe we need to start thinking about these operating systems where everything is compatible. You have a common, common language, a common way of interfacing back and forth so that the, the, the aggregate of all of the protocols starts to become uh, usable instead of it like being a single, like monolithic build where you use like one computer for one, one purpose and you buy a new computer for another purpose and another computer for another purpose. What if we just loaded up all those applications at the same time and we were able to like sort of, you know, for lack of a better um, 
analogy, you copy and paste between applications, or you can just like double click on something and then it opens up in the right place. That all that usability, all that stuff that makes you know our, our iPhones easy to use. You tap on an icon. I mean, we've seen four year olds. You give them a, a, a an iPad, and within thirty minutes, they realize that if they hit the green icon, it shows them this kind of deal. If you open it, you know, it, this all of this stuff became really really easy. But it took us like. 40, 50 years to get to that point. I don't think it's going to take us 40 to 50 years now because we have the design patterns and we know what we're doing. We're just doing it in a slightly different way, decentralized. But, um, but you know, uh, like you said, Patrick, that's, that's the, that's, that's where we're at. And we have to go back to those, those roots of computing and look at how things were done back then. And basically just, you know, steal that. There was a, um, there's a, there's a lot of things that have already been solved. There's a lot of, of architecture that was already studied. It was, it was vetted. It, you know, we went through, uh, in the 1980s, there were massive amounts of, of work being done in networking, and they tried token ring, they tried star topology, they tried all these different things, and we found out what was the best, or we found out what, what worked in the in the right situation. So why would we not just, you know, um, stand on the, on the shoulders of giants and, and use those same lessons learned and apply them to what we're doing now in a decentralized way? Yeah, and, and it, it really is truly fascinating of just kind of, you, you mentioned something that's really important to us, right? Is uh, you give a you give a child an iPad and they can just use it, right? It's uh, it's, it's kind of having it, like increasing the user experience of, of Web3 in general, and super important. Having kind of an operating system for that is wonderful too. We were on a uh, on a on a call a few days ago where um, for Jackal we're always uh, doing interviews to try to figure out the uh, the best beachhead for us in the Web two space. So we've been talking with like uh, um, telecom companies. We've been talking with MSP providers, and something interesting happened when we were talking with the MSP providers. We say, okay, here's Jackal. Here's all these wonderful things. You save money. You have the highest security posture possible. You have a higher privacy posture possible all these different things. The only thing that you have to do is integrate, whether it's through our JavaScript libraries or uh, you kind of self-host like a Golang API or something like that. And uh, a lot of us developers forget that uh, they turn around and they say, we don't have any developers on staff. Like, like this is not something that that we traditionally do. We've been working in the blockchain space for so long. You start to forget that a little bit, that everyone has developers on staff for integrations and kind of like these one-off integrations that you're mentioning. And kind of having the ability to kind of leverage an operating system for interfacing with this technology kind of lowers that barrier and kind of makes it more adaptable and kind of aggregates everything in a beautiful way that they get all the benefits without the technical debt. And uh, it's just something that I'm just excited about in general. Yeah, and that's that'll snowball. You know, one, we know it's it's like um, going back to the guys. I'm I, I keep dating myself here, but like um, you know, 1991, I got an email address. And my mom said, great, who else has one? And I looked at it and I couldn't answer. I was like, I, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've got one, but you know, um, one day someone else will have an email address also and I can email them. And she said, cool, let me know when that happens. Well, you know, fast forward, you know, 30 years and we've all got four or five email addresses. You know, we've got one for work, one for, one for, you know, our personal email address. We've got one for an organization we're part of. And so there's that, there's that uh, adoption there where um, early on with, with Andromeda, if let's say we just had those three protocols I was talking about, it's like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Three, three protocols. You can do some cool stuff with that, but there, but it is going to be limiting. It, it would be like sitting down and having a calculator, uh, a game and a, a spreadsheet. You know, there's, there's only so much you can do. You need more applications, but as you add the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, then all of a sudden the number, the, the amount of, of, of functionality and 
um, uh, interoperability you have in those things, it grows exponentially. And so there's, there are these network effects that end up happening once you have multi-chain, multi-protocol um, uh, effects being built on top of this operating system. So the, the concept is that we, the operating system actually gets installed um, on, on, as mi- on all of the blockchains that are out there that are Cosmosm um, capable. Um, and then we can use interchain accounts to get to the guys that that are not Cosmosm enabled. Maybe they're just a a, um, a a true app chain, you know, where everything's written in Go at the lower level. Um, we can still get to those things with a, with a real sweet adapter, and it it, it really isn't a big deal. Um, and in in some ways, what we do is we supercharge the app chain thesis by um, offloading a lot of the computation back to chains that are more general purpose, that are meant for um, you know kind of general purpose stuff like like. Terra, Juno, Archway, those things. Um, whereas if Jackal is just doing uh, storage, you know, you don't need to be building your decks on Jackal. You don't need to be building a game on Jackal. You don't, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like if you if you subscribe to the app chain thesis, then you sort of say, okay, that's where the, you know, that chain does one thing and does thing one thing really really well, and that one does another, and you build up that way. Yeah, that's in that's aligned perfectly with our thesis as well, right? And the uh, the reason why we think Cosmos wins and the reason why IBC wins is because is that uh, we don't even want uh, people using Jackal on Jackal, <laughs> right? It's uh, the beauty of we're kind of focusing on outpost models where anyone with a smart contract anywhere can just interface with uh, scalable off-chain data storage with a simple smart contract call. And uh, kind of having that horizontal scalability rather than forcing people to come build on us directly. It's uh, you can kind of stay where you're at and, and build that way, but um, the, yeah, and, and keep your and, and keep your block block space exactly. Keep it keep it, it empty, exactly. You know? Jackal's yeah, built yeah. for storage, and uh, it's a perfect place if you're building like a storage only application. Wonderful, like it's probably a great place for you to build, but uh, it's it's built perfectly for one thing, and it does one thing extremely well, and that's what we're really focused on. And kind of the question I have for you guys, and, and I know you probably put a lot of thought into this, is kind of having how do you when you're building an operating system like this how do you kind of maintain true to the core values of of web3 like in the area of user empowerment or self-custody or ownership and things like that because i know when we built jackal the uh part of the reason why we built it was uh, we were trying to create like a clean forensic environment for court (laughs) first that was that was the initial thing that we were trying to do and uh, we, we realized that right now, like the storage layers in Web3, the fundamental flaw was it was kind of more of a, the tokens were kind of used, the, the blockchain component was kind of used more in a, um, like a reward system rather than a self-custody and ownership system. So that's kind of how we ended up building Jackal, where we wanted self-custody and uh, ownership of data and permissions and peer-to-peer transfer without middlemen. And that was like a really, and obviously hot storage was another thing that we didn't really see very often. So we built that. And that's kind of really core to our values of kind of um, increasing the world's cybersecurity posture by having a self-custodial public cloud environment where only the end user with their private keys can access their storage, for example. And I'm, I'm curious about how, um, when you're thinking of building an operating system like this, how do you maintain those core values and how do you kind of stay true to that in general? So from a, from a tech side, from the, from the actual programming and, and everything, it has been, we haven't broken any, any cardinal rules of, of this decentralized um, uh, mantra that we all sort of follow. And at every point there was, a, there was you know, you make decisions and there's, there's, there's trade-offs. 
at every at every and engineering engineering is just a series of of, of measurements and trade offs. That's really all engineering is um, when you get down to it. And so um, for us, we haven't broken any of the cardinal rules. We have no no centralized components in there. There's um, there's no place where one person has a key or even or even really a multi sig for any sort of the operations that are core to the to your assets to your um, your um, yeah, your your assets basically. Um, you have self custody inside within the within the operating system, and the operating system is there just to basically make things a lot cleaner and easier for you to use. Um, and it kind of stays out of your way. So so there's no there's no like when we say operating system, man. This was this was one of the the difficult parts. We we were building this thing, we were building this op- this this stack of code, and for the longest time we didn't call it an operating system. I thought, man, guys, if we if we go out and start telling people we're building an operating system, people are going to roll their eyes and go. Oh boy, what a buzzword! Like some, you know, it's like it's like saying you're going to build the, the Netflix of of the cosmos. It's like, well, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> like, there's that just sounds like a, a a way to try to raise money from from you know low IQ VCs. Um, and so what we you know it wasn't until we got to the to about maybe six, seven, eight months ago where we started looking at it and we're like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but we've we've built an operating system. We've got all the pieces to it. And if you go to the Wikipedia page and you read. The, the Wikipedia article for the definition of what a operating system is, we check all the boxes. We've got a networking layer. We've got a file system. We've got user accounts. We've got user provisioning. We've got a user space. We've got um, al- um, uh, a resource allocation mechanisms. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that's a an operating system. Now, if you go back, you know, if you could talk to some old school Web 2.0 guy, they're going to go, that's not an operating system. An operating system comes on on a computer and you guys are building some cloud bullshit. Well, okay, I guess if you want to get technical with it, yeah, you can. But if there was going to be an operating system that was built in Web3, this is what it would look like. And um, and we feel really, really uh, confident in our in our um, uh, market position and, and what we're trying to achieve and the way we're doing it, the architecture. We keep looking at it over and over again, comparing it to what other people are doing in the space. And we're going, this is, this is the way forward. And... Um, we're really, really proud of that. And that's just awesome in general, right? It's um, like the the technical debt reduction of just having something like this or just reducing development times for people that want to build something or just having an easy way for um, people like that to kind of close that knowledge gap a little bit too, right? Um, everyone kind of makes those when you first enter, you make all those mistakes and kind of giving a, a nice little playground for everyone to use that aggregates everything together. It's beautiful at the end of the day. I'm I'm excited for it in general, and I'm excited for this uh, kind of integration. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot, and Cody's talked a lot. I just want <laughs> just want to kick it back to you if you have anything to kind of add there. If not, we can kind of go to a kind of question time too. Yeah, I think I think Mant um, uh, Mant kind of is at the higher level. I'm 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 down here in the bits and the bytes with all the the geeks um, building the, the the technology out, trying to steer some of that and the innovation at the at the the core code level. Um, but Matt is, um, um, my partner in this and he's, he's a bit higher up in the, uh, on the, he, he has a 30,000 foot view and I, I get tongue tied and I start throwing out all these acronyms and jargons. And he's like, Cody, 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 just boil it down. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, we're making it easier for people to do this. And he's like, thank you. That's all I needed. So Matt talks at a higher level than I do about effects and what the uh, operating system gives to businesses. Um, and I, I think he should probably give give the, the I should pass the mic over to him to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we we fall into that too. We're we're, we're notoriously bad for kind of overcomplicating everything ourselves. It's uh, just naming stuff in general. We're notoriously brutal at it as well. 
Well, Patrick, what uh, what caught my attention in your in your comments early on was uh, you mentioned enterprise three times, and um, that's where we're really focused right now. You know, of course, we're focused on all the things that Cody said, making it right and uh, integrating developers' uh, ability to build uh, more things easier, better, and faster. Uh, at the business level, we're focused on the enterprise, you know, bringing this new solution, this easier adaptation, this easier adoption, this easier way of explaining all the benefits of Web3 with an operating system to the enterprise. You know, we're talking blue chip type companies. So we'll have a couple of large events uh, in 2024 uh, focused on the blue chip companies introducing this capability with partners that want to come along. And of course, Jackal's uh, welcome. But to introduce how they can increase their top line growth and do bottom line treatment. They can save costs uh, and they can do more innovative things, which to them is going to require, in some cases, a business model change. You know, we talked about mindset change. This is uh, this capability, this operating system that, that Cody and, uh, and you've been talking about. I like to think of it like what it did when air travel became popular. Think about going from New York to California before there were railroads or highway systems uh, or airplanes. What's going through your mind right now is you know, wagons and horses and crossing rivers and boats and how long it's going to take, you know, that time distance problem. Well, what we're solving in a different way in the computer science world is the time distance problem. The ability to quickly uh, adapt, use, and find innovative ways to create business solutions. So we're really focused on the enterprise level and we'll do it through you know, business B2B uh, with the uh, blue chip companies and other web two, web three company interfaces, but also through university. Uh, we have a university uh, system building uh, where there'll be education at the university level all the way down to the developer level well where developers will come out of developer schools and training with andromeda certifications so that they'll be andromeda engineers or certified you know for linkedin or a resume they'll be able to have an andromeda engineer certification to help adoption that, so that web 2 companies aren't afraid of web 3 but they'll be able to hire andromeda certified uh, engineers so the, the entire piece of this operating system is not just to have an operating system. You both have said it well, that it's in the background behind. But what it enables is the ability to operate at a much higher level to entrain businesses to adopt Web3 faster. You know, the, It was done in the Microsoft Windows and Android and iOS for the computer and Web2 generation folks. This is the next generation, and it's a whole new mindset of how you think of an operating system and computers, L1s, all integrated together. So you don't have to have 50 different integration pieces. It can just be one standard. That's fascinating. It, it is fascinating, just in general. I, uh, Yeah, man, you, you kind of hit it on the head there. I, I don't know if I have too much to add. Uh, you were talking about times before air travel. I was born in 97, unfortunately, so I, I can't really uh, connect with you on that. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, we, um, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating space. I'm excited for this next generation of technology and I'm excited for the, the benefits of having another tool in our tool set for just mass distribution of this technology. Because um, we can all talk about how wonderful all this stuff is and we can all talk about 
how how great this is from all these different metrics depending on how you want to measure up why blockchain technology is wonderful why it's empowering why it's um, ownership and self-custody and privacy and security posture all great but if we don't have the distribution it really makes it difficult for um, people to use it right and uh jack we're, we're already running into an issue where we've all meaningful off-chain data in the cosmos ecosystem um a lot of it's already on the Jocko protocol. So now it's about, okay, uh, now we can do things where we can start building these kind of one-off integrations or one-off outposts on other blockchains. So smart contracts and developers can use it there, but um, kind of breaking out of just strictly business to business in the Web3 ecosystem um, is, is where we're going. And this is where we need to be for, uh, for our protocol to be successful. And I'm sure a lot of protocols out there can be successful in general. Um, it's exciting times. It's really exciting times. Yeah, one of the one of the pieces to add on to that is um, um, is that we like our our JavaScript um, side of the house, which is you know primarily a Web two piece of technology. It was it was what Web two sort of birthed. Um, we got Node, we got all the really cool stuff with with JavaScript. But like, you talk to any web developer in the Web two space, which there are millions of developers out there versus like dozens in the Web three space. Um, and, um, they're able to pick up their tools that they already know that they're familiar with. And they're like, you mean with my JavaScript here, I can just like start manipulating these objects on this data store called blockchain. And I don't have to worry about block times or consensus or anything. I mean, you do have to have a wallet for signing, but like, I can just use all these native principles. I don't have to worry about all these weird calls and like these contracts that are, I have to write these JavaScript, you know, all this weird stuff. It's like. I can plug into it as easy as I do with like Shopify or, or something like that or WordPress. Exactly. That's exactly what we've, we've developed. So um, by having this operating system and this common, common framework for people to use web 2.0, people can step right in and start using blockchain without even knowing it for the most part. It's like the, the bridge has been built um, and all you have to do is step across it to start working in web three. Um, that barrier to entry is, has been almost demolished by what we've done. No, it's just great. It's just great in general. I, I kind of want to. That's. Uh, I don't really have too much else to share. We. I think we kind of. Uh, we we hit everyone with a fire hose of information on this one. We started with arguments over uh, solidity and uh, and go and rust, and then it ended up on uh, something that's a little bit more digestible, which is wonderful as well. Um, so you guys got got the full show today. Other than that, if anyone has any questions, feel free to. Uh, Feel free to come up, request, and uh, we're happy to answer anything. In the meantime, um, is there anything else you guys you guys have? Do you have any questions for me? Do you have? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about while we we wait to see if there's any questions from the community? Well, we'll do the standard pitch here. Uh, AndromedaProtocol.io is our website, uh, and there's videos. You know, we've got a YouTube site that you can go to and look at uh, uh, extraordinary job by our uh, CMO and uh, our videographer to put short snippets of what Andromeda is all about, what an ADO is, an Andromeda digital object, how those Lego blocks fit together into an app, um, what that means um, for operations, and what it means for developers to uh, have economic incentives to build their own ADOs and get them approved uh, through our DAO. Uh, and we've built uh, an auditing alliance with some big name uh, auditing firms that are interested in uh, providing discounts. In fact, I see Mikhail 
uh, here from Certic. Uh, he, he's one. He represents one of the auditing firms in our alliance that uh, will provide a discount for uh, builders on their auditing uh, needs as they uh, build ADOs and apps. Um, so we have a lot going on uh, that it's really uh, for the Web3 community to to build and learn about Andromeda and use Andromeda. Uh, so we're really focused on, and Cody didn't touch on it, which I'm really surprised, but he got excited about talking about the operating system, is that we built this uh, operating system from the ground up focused on developers. That this is really a developer-centric operating system that uh, rewards developers in the open source community, any protocol, any project, anywhere, anytime, to come in and build and be rewarded for what they build, being able to sell it so that it's, if it's useful and it gets used over and over, they're uh, they're paid you know, you know fees for their, what they built. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and it, it really helps out uh, when you sell this to the community that there's an opportunity for developers uh, to be incentivized for uh, building and trauma digital objects. I'll back off now and wait for questions. Yeah, for sure. Um, outside of that, I don't think anyone's requested so far. I'll, I'll give our little pitch to uh, to kind of close us out. Um, Jocker Protocol, uh, bringing storage to a lot of different places, Andromeda included, that we're super excited about. Outside of that, uh, feel free if you want to join our community, learn about uh, how you can, if you're a business looking to have backups or an active cloud environment, feel free to reach out. Um, if you're a user, you want to protect your memes, make sure they don't get stolen. Um, we're also great for that as well. So uh, jackerprotocol.com or our Discord. You can go to our Jacker Protocol account, join the Discord, join the community, ask questions. And if you're a developer looking to build any web scale application in Web3 and you need a hot storage storage layer and you're looking for permissions and privacy and security and everything to be programmable and modular, we're the people for you. Um, outside of that, I still don't think we got any requests. I think we did a pretty good job of uh, explaining everything today. So uh, outside of that, I if um, Patrick, uh, one one more thing, real fast. Um, if if anybody here is looking to to actually get their hands on the operating system and actually use it and see what it's like, um, we do have it uh, deployed on testnet through our Andromeda Galaxy Quest um, uh, program, and that is to get uh, early stage uh, developers or users or creators or of, of any of any technical ability to go in and start using the tools and giving us feedback and seeing how it works and get a taste of of what the future brings. It's uh, AndromedaGalaxyQuest.com. Um, you go there and sign up, and uh, we'll get you involved. And we've got a really great support staff to answer any questions you might have or handhold you through new terms and new, new ways of doing things and new concepts, because this really is uh, something that no one has ever seen before. Um, you know, a lot of things in, in blockchain space for the last uh, seven years has been rinse, repeat. You know, yet another DEX, yet another lending platform, yet another you know, um, uh, like the same principles being redone over and over again, being perfected, but this is a brand new concept. And so um, our support staff has really done a good job with everything from documentation at the very, very low level to um, video walkthroughs and live support that we have on our Discord channel. Um, we are, we're following the same, you know, Rackspace uh, fanatical support uh, model, making sure that people's, you know, when they have questions, they get answered promptly. Uh, we take feedback very seriously, bring that back into the engineering team for, for um, digestion and uh, metabolizing and then um, going back out there. So yeah, we're really responsive to what, what you guys need. We're building it for the, for everybody else, not for ourselves. So it's, um, it's really important we do that. Right on, right on. What, yeah, one last thing from Andromeda here. We're on two DEXs right now. We're on the uh, the Shade uh, Protocol DEX. That's app.shadeprotocol.io. We're also on uh, Astrovault. 
and that's uh, astrovault.io. And uh, love for you to come over and, and take a look at what we're doing over there. We're pretty happy with the uh, with the response that we've got on uh, on both both Texas, and uh, we're very pleased to be uh, be on this uh, uh, Twitter Spaces with you to explain what's going on with this partnership with Jackal, and explain more about the Andromeda operating system. Uh, and come on over to the uh, the Shane Astro Vault and uh, and see what's going on with the LP. Right on. All right, guys. Um, that's pretty much everything for me. Um, yeah. That it's wonderful space time with you guys. Excited to get integrated. Excited to uh, kind of bring that storage layer to your operating system. Outside of that, um, I think it's probably time to shut it down. If anyone has any last questions, now is your time. But uh, going. But it's, it's it's coffee time for this guy. All right. All right. All Thanks, right. Patrick. All right. Take it easy, fellas. You bet. Adios. Just gonna mute. The, I'm going to be speaking for my traditional account today. Um, unfortunately, Jaden's not going to be able to join us. He's a little sick at the moment, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure we'll handle just okay. Kind of wait a few minutes to uh, get a few more people in here, and then we can kick it off. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Lots going on. Of course, of course, it's a never, never a dull moment in the in the blockchain space. That's for sure. You guys have had quite the uh, roller coaster. For the last few months, it seems like at least you launched your token, got everything going. It's uh, I remember when we did that. It's uh, it's hard to sleep, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a lot happening. You know, a lot of excitement in the market right now. Uh, Bitcoin ETF just uh, brought the temperature up a couple of degrees. So, uh, ops tempo is high. Of course, of course. I uh, is there anyone else we should be bringing up right now? Just before we uh, kind of get started here, it doesn't look like anyone's requesting, so I think we're kind of good to go. I think we're ready on our side. Let's do it. All right. Anyways, um, thanks everyone for coming. Um, this is going to be the space between Jackal Protocol and Andromeda, of course, where we're kind of talking about awesome developments on both fronts. Where um, for everyone who doesn't know, Jackal is a decentralized storage network based in the Cosmos ecosystem to provide scalable off-chain data storage to every blockchain, which is wonderful, including Andromeda. Outside of that, um, I'll kind of let you guys introduce yourselves because uh, you'll do a lot better of a job than I will. But at the end of the day, my name is Patrick. I'm the co-founder of the Jackal Protocol and the CEO of Jackal Labs. Hey, thanks, Patrick. Uh, my name is Matt Hawkins, uh, core contributor in, uh, in Andromeda. Uh, we're an on-chain um, operating system. And uh, we seek to unify the Cosmos ecosystem and make it easier, better, and faster to do everything from build in the uh, the most complex CLI manner all the way to low-code, no-code building uh, to reduce time to build, faster to market, lower uh, burn rates, uh, and easier to pivot, uh, but also give you more cross-chain composability. We believe in the multi-chain future. So we want to enable that with an operating system that connects uh, all the chains and uh, the Jackal partnership is perfect for us because it brings a storage capability that is, uh, as your website says, long-term, short-term, whatever you need, which you know, it's all about interoperability and composability. So be able to compose a solution uh, using all the different partners in the Andromeda ecosystem, uh, which is really an ecosystem uniter is what we're all about. Uh, I'll pass it over to Cody to talk about tech. Yeah, so um, my name's Cody Marks-Bailey, uh, core contributor, um, one of the early guys. Um, 
got a long, long, long history in innovation and uh, uh, engineering and, and computer science, uh, dating back from about 1991 when I was 10 years old. Um, got into Linux and stuff way back then. And um, in 2017, I was one of the ERC 721 NFT uh, standard uh, creators. Um, and uh, grew up on Ethereum in the blockchain space. You know, grew up over there with Solidity and building, you know, dApps and, and protocols and stuff. Um, had a few EIPs that were submitted. And, um, you know, I didn't feel like the um, Ethereum stack was really the future. I thought that um, we could do better. If you've ever if you've ever programmed, you know what a real language looks like, and Solidity does not look like a real programming language, something like Rust is. And when I saw that Rust was being used in the Linux kernel and it was starting to get mass adoption, I started looking around and I saw that the Cosmos was using this Rust uh, programming language. And so I thought, okay, there's there's a real language we can do some damage with. We can actually build much more complex, much more secure, much more robust um, protocols and 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 uh, products. And once I got over into the the uh, Cosmos ecosystem, along with IBC and the interchain, the the sort of Internet of Blockchains that Cosmos um, touts, uh, it really made sense for what we wanted to build. And uh, about two and a half years ago, we started building these. Um, Andromeda Operating System, or AOS for short. And the AOS is a set of smart contracts that resembles a kernel like you find in any modern operating system, be it Windows or Unix or Linux or Mac OS or whatever. Um, and it's the core pieces at the very, very bottom of the stack that sort of make sure or makes everything else above that possible. So we bring everything from a file system, which is really not, not don't think of it as a file system as like files we have on our computers right now. Like we're not storing movies and, and JPEGs. That's where Jackal fits in. But this is more about all your different financial positions looking like a file instead of it being on a website. You would have it in this organized manner that you can then stitch together with our tools. So if you wanted to have uh, something that, that was yield-bearing, you could have those funds automatically sent to another um, financial instrument, to another financial instrument. You know, you can split things up, move them around, do all kinds of things like you do with files on your normal you know, laptop. And so we're bringing a lot of that functionality uh, to the Cosmos. We've um, been at it for two and a half years, and we love what we have done. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I also second your thoughts about uh, Solidity, for example. You know, uh, a programming language is a little bit spooky when you have to import something called safe math. Um, usually not the, uh, not the best thing in the world. So I'm happy that kind of Cosmos is built on. Uh, we do a lot of stuff in Go. I know there's a lot of Rust-based stuff as well. And it's just kind of nice to kind of uh, just use, I would say, safer, safer programming languages might be the uh, the good way to put it. But at the end of the day, the the exciting thing about why um, why we're interested in Andromeda in the first place, right, is predominantly as kind of lowering the barrier to entry to leveraging uh, a technology like the Jackal protocol. And that's kind of why you guys are attractive to us for like low code, no code integrations and kind of lowering the, the the barrier to entry in general to onboarding, right? Because if you look at right now where the entire space is to onboard to something like Jackal, even though it does wonders for cybersecurity posture, digital privacy posture, let alone all the benefits for being a blockchain developer if you uh, want to have or working on things like read and write to off-chain data storage with smart contracts and things like that, all this really nerdy stuff that can be leveraged for uh, people who have already onboarded. but um, a lot of people don't get that benefit uh, unless you have kind of crossed the, the chasm of 
getting a Coinbase account, buying Atom, IBCing it over to Cosmos Hub, going to Osmosis, swapping it for Jackal, transferring it to Jackal, buying a storage account. And the onboarding experience is really difficult for a blockchain as a whole. And I'm um, not let, let alone like the development experience in general and, and kind of understanding these complex programming languages along those lines. And I kind of love to hear uh, your thoughts on the reasons why um, you guys just chose to build something like Andromeda and uh, who do you think is going to benefit the most in the uh, short term and long term? Uh, I can speak to the, 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 the tech part of that. I believe that was the first part. Um, yeah, so on the on the tech side, what we're what we're attempting to do is basically weave all together um, together all of the different protocols that are out there. Like, you know, Jackal, you guys are, are focused on on one thing, doing one thing really really well, um, doing storage. Like that's that's your you know you're not trying to do um, you know you're not trying to build the the latest and greatest decks. You're not trying to do a lending platform. You're not trying to do. You're like, look, guys, Jackal does storage. That is that's where we operate. But and 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 storage by itself is important. Uh, Patrick, I'm, I'm sure you would you would agree. Like you know, having having a, a primitive storage unit is great, but um, you know, have you ever sat down with on a with a computer like without an inter internet connection? There's not a whole lot you can do, and it's the interconnectivity of things that make things exciting. That's when you can actually start doing things. So taking Jackal and saying, okay, you guys, you know, you handle the storage part of it. What we're going to do is we're going to connect that to all the other pieces that are out there in the cosmos. So anytime somebody comes up with an idea, and says, hey, we need we need storage. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. They go, oh, look, you know, just grab this ADO, this, this modular component inside of our operating system, deploy that, and boom, you get Jackal storage. Or in fact, and sometimes sometimes it might be like, yeah, we don't even know we're using Jackal, but like we have storage and it just works. You know, and, and if you ask, you know, 99.999% of the people out there what type of file system they have on their laptop, they won't be able to tell you because the technology has has been pushed to the very, very, very back of the, of, of the stack. And it's been abstracted so far up. That it's like, I don't know what file system I'm using. It just, it just works. And so that's the same way that Andromeda and I would presume Jackal would be there. Um, you kind of use it, you, you pay for, it. there's an economic model that makes it sustainable and, and, um, and usable. But at the end of the day, it sort of fades in the background and users are able to do what they want, stream movies or live their lives or, you know, um, put their capital to work without having to think about all these different tokenomic models that are out there. That's awesome. And and that's kind of the thing is, is blockchain technology is infinite white space, right? And we kind of have to rethink everything from the ground up from first principles for storage and compute and data availability and, and kind of how, how technology interacts with each other, whether it's through smart contracts or cross-chain integrations and things like that. And it, it's beautiful in its own right. And just to kind of, um, kind of reference what you were saying is, is for Jackal, if we do our job right, you don't know that you're using Jackal. And that's something that we're really excited about as well, of kind of getting to this, the, the space where it's now, where an individual is now able to create like a full stack web application using blockchain technology and on blockchain rails without sacrificing some of um, the, the downfalls, whether that's kind of uh, forcing centralization for a certain choke point or whether that's kind of uh, being forced into down Force down like a specific kind of like product path due to the infrastructure that's available or the technology that's available at the given time. And that's why I'm kind of really excited about Andromeda in general. And we think for us, the thing that we, we find really interesting is uh, kind of having a way for integrations to be easier. And, and this is something that we're looking to leverage you guys for in general is when we start talking about enterprise adoption, right? 
and having a, a better user experience for enterprises to integrate with technology like this. The, the difficulty right now is look at Jocko and the way that Jocko is set up. It, it's kind of built for enterprise scale data stores. So for all, everything to work properly, we need to move data on like a petabyte scale, which is a lot of data. And at the end of the day, the, the ability to integrate um, with an enterprise right now for us, due to the, the constraints of the current technology and our distribution being kind of managed by the wallet providers, we now have an opportunity instead of kind of forcing us down a specific product path again, that being like an API integration, for example, uh, where we're now like kind of making trade-offs and like centralizing a certain choke point of failure. Uh, we can leverage something like uh, ADO where you have the ability to integrate and, and have a little bit better of a user experience that kind of abstracts a lot of the stuff away. Um, and something we're really excited about in general. And uh, we, we don't have the time internally to build everything and, and build a wallet or, or um, kind of do stuff like that just because we have to be really conscious with their human capital, right? And kind of strengthening the protocol from um, the protocol level, whether it's the modules, whether that's uh, our JS libraries and things like that, overhauling like dashboards and stuff like that. So, uh, no, I'm really excited in general. Yeah, part of our part of our architecture um, that we set out really early on was imagine you had you had three protocols like on a, on a chain. Let's just let's just worry about one chain for now, and you have three different protocols. In order for those three protocols to work. Um, protocol A would need to write uh, an adapter for B and C, and B would have to write one for C, correct? Like to get to get all the way around. But every time you add a new protocol to that, you have to write four new adapters, then five, then six, then seven. It's untenable, it's unmaintainable, and it's the wrong architecture. What Andromeda does is that it creates a write once, write one adapter, and then all of a sudden you get access to everything in there. So it's it's n number of adapters so for n number of protocols, not not n factorial. If that or factorial, if that makes sense. So um, that's the way that's the way we solve that problem. Right now, you hear about all these um, these partnerships going on throughout the cosmos that um, that are you know it's like oh well Mars Protocol is going to start working with with um, with Osmosis. It's like okay that's great, but like that's one dex. Like are you gonna is it going to take you three or four months to write an adapter for each dex you want to go to? So everything's being like all these adapters and all these all this interoperability is is bespoke. It needs to be generalized. And there was something you, you touched on, Patrick, there at the beginning. Um, you said we're having to re, you know, go back to first principles, rethink the entire stack, rethink what we're doing, rethink the entire from storage to compute to all these different things. And you know, what we do is, you know, after working in blockchain for so long, I got involved in 2012, 13, and then into Ethereum. It once you've worked in it a while, you start going, okay, th these are little computers. These aren't these blockchains, they're just computers, they're just slow. They have a way of like. They, they do things in batches, but really, if you like, if you look at computers from the 1950s, 1960s, like we're dealing with computers that are about that fast. Honestly, they're about that fast. Now they've got really, really high tech, you know, um, cryptography added onto them and we're using microprocessors to do that, but, um, and fancy math, but really these computers are really, really, really slow. And so, um, if you look at the architecture that are, that's being used, um, back in the 1960s, that's where this like like hey guys maybe we're building this stuff in the wrong way maybe we need to start thinking about these operating systems where everything is compatible you have a common common language a common way of interfacing back and forth so that the 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 aggregate of all of the protocols starts to become uh, usable instead of it like being a single like monolithic build where you use like one computer for one 
one purpose and you buy a new computer for another purpose and another computer for another purpose, what if we just loaded up all those applications at the same time and we were able to like sort of, you know, for lack of a better um, analogy, you copy and paste between applications or you can just like double click on something and then it opens up in the right place. That all that usability, all that stuff that makes, you know, our, our iPhones easy to use. You tap on an icon. I mean, we've seen four year olds, you give them a, 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 an iPad and within 30 minutes, they realize that if they hit the green icon, it shows them this kind of deal. If you open it, you know, it, this all of this stuff became really, really easy, but it took us like 40, 50 years to get to that point. I don't think it's going to take us 40 to 50 years now because we have the design patterns and we know what we're doing. We're just doing it in a slightly different way, decentralized. But, um, but you know, uh, like you said, Patrick, that's that's the that's that's where we're at. And we have to go back to those those roots of computing and look at how things were done back then and basically just you know, steal that. There was a, um, there's a, there's a lot of things that have already been solved. There's a lot of, of architecture that was already studied. It was, it was vetted. It, you know, we went through, uh, in the 1980s, there were massive amounts of, of work being done in networking and they tried token ring, they tried star topology, they tried all these different things. And we found out what was the best, or we found out what, what worked in the, in the right situation. So why would we not just, you know, um, stand on the, on the shoulders of giants and, and use those same lessons learned and apply them to what we're doing now in a decentralized way. Yeah, and, and it, it really is truly fascinating of just kind of, you, you mentioned something that's really important to us, right? Is uh, you give a you give a child an iPad and they can just use it, right? It's uh, it's, it's kind of having it, like increasing the user experience of, of Web3 in general, and super important having kind of an operating system for that is wonderful too. We were on a uh, on a on a call a few days ago where um, for Jackal we're always uh, doing interviews to try to figure out the uh, the best beachhead for us in the Web two space. So we've been talking with like uh, um, telecom companies. We've been talking with MSP providers, and something interesting happened when we were talking with the MSP providers. We say, okay, here's Jackal. Here's all these wonderful things. You save money. You have the highest security posture possible. You have a higher privacy posture possible all these different things. The only thing that you have to do is integrate, whether it's through our JavaScript libraries or uh, you kind of self-host like a Golang API or something like that. And uh, a lot of us developers forget that uh, they turn around and they say, we don't have any developers on staff. Like, like this is not something that, that we traditionally do. We've been working in the blockchain space for so long. You start to forget that a little bit, that everyone has developers on staff for integrations and kind of like these one-off integrations that you're mentioning. And kind of having the ability to kind of leverage an operating system for interfacing with this technology kind of lowers that barrier and kind of makes it more adaptable and kind of aggregates everything in a beautiful way that they get all the benefits without the technical debt. And uh, it's just something that I'm just excited about in general. Yeah, and that's that'll snowball. You know, one, you know, it's it's like um, going back to the guys. I'm I, I keep dating myself here, but like um, you know, 1991, I got an email address. And my mom said, great, who else has one? And I looked at it and I couldn't answer. I was like, I, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've got one, but you know, um, one day someone else will have an email address also, and I can email them. And she said, cool, let me know when that happens. Well, you know, fast forward, you know, 30 years and we've all got four or five email addresses. You know, we've got one for work, one for, one for, you know, our personal email address. We've got one for an organization we're part of. And so there's that, there's that, uh, adoption there where, um, early on with, with Andromeda, if let's say we just had those three protocols I was talking about, it's like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Three, three protocols. You can do some cool stuff with that, but there, but it is going to be limiting. It, it would be like sitting down and having a calculator, uh, a game and a, 
uh, spreadsheet, you know, there's there's only so much you can do. You need more applications. But as you add the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, then all of a sudden the number, the the amount of 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 functionality and uh, um, uh, interoperability you have in those things it grows exponentially. And so there's there are these network effects that end up happening once you have multi-chain, multi-protocol um, uh, effects being built on top of this operating system. So the the concept is that we the operating system actually gets installed um on on as many on all of the blockchains that are out there that are cosm wasm um capable um and then we can use interchain accounts to get to the guys that that are not cosm wasm enabled maybe they're just a a um a, a true app chain you know where everything's written in go at the lower level um we can still get to those things with a, with a real sweet adapter and it, it it really isn't a big deal um and in in some ways what we do is we supercharge the app chain thesis by um, offloading a lot of the computation back to chains that are more general purpose that are meant for, um, you know, kind of general purpose stuff like, like Terra, Juno, Archway, those things. Um, whereas if Jackal is just doing uh, storage, you know, you don't need to be building your decks on Jackal. You don't need to be building a game on Jackal. You don't, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like if you're, if you subscribe to the app chain thesis, then you sort of say, okay, that's where the you know that chain does one thing and does thing one thing really really well, and that one does another, and you build up that way. Yeah, that's and that's aligned perfectly with our thesis as well, right? And the uh, the reason why we think Cosmos wins and the reason why IBC wins is because is that uh, we don't even want uh, people using Jackal on Jackal, <laughs> right? It's uh, the beauty of we're kind of focusing on outpost models where anyone with a smart contract anywhere can just interface with uh, scalable off chain data storage with a simple smart contract call. And uh, kind of having that horizontal scalability rather than forcing people to come build on us directly. It's uh, you can kind of stay where you're at and, and build that way. But um, we, yeah, and, and keep your and, and keep your block block space. Exactly. Keep it. Keep it. Exactly. Empty, you know? Jack was yeah, built yeah. for storage and uh, it's a perfect place. If you're building like a storage only application, wonderful. Like, it's probably a great place for you to build. But uh, it's it's built perfectly for one thing and it does one thing extremely well and that's what we're really focused on and kind of the question i have for you guys and, and i know you probably put a lot of thought into this is kind of having how do you when you're building an operating system like this how do you kind of maintain true to the core values of of web3 like in the area of user empowerment or self-custody or ownership and things like that because i know when we built jackal the uh Part of the reason why we built it was uh, we were trying to create like a clean forensic environment for court <laughs> first. That was that was the initial thing that we were trying to do. And uh, we, we realized that right now, like the storage layers in Web3, the fundamental flaw was it was kind of more of a, the tokens were kind of used, the, the blockchain component was kind of used more in a, um, like a reward system rather than a self-custody and ownership system. So that's kind of how we ended up building Jackal, where we wanted self-custody and uh, ownership of data and permissions and peer-to-peer -peer transfer without middlemen. And that was like a really, and obviously hot storage was another thing that we didn't really see very often. So we built that. And that's kind of really core to our values of kind of um, increasing the world's cybersecurity posture by having a self-custodial public cloud environment where only the end user with their private keys can access their storage, for example. And I'm, I'm curious about how, um, when you're thinking of building an operating system like this, how do you maintain those core values and how do you kind of uh, stay true to that in general? So from a, from a tech side, from the, from the actual programming and, and everything, it has been, we haven't broken any, any cardinal rules of, of 
this decentralized um, uh, mantra that we all sort of follow. And at every point, there was a, there was you know you make decisions, and there's 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 trade offs at every at every. And engin- engineering is just a series of, of of measurements and trade offs. That's really all engineering is um, when you get down to it. And so um, for us, we haven't broken any of the cardinal rules. We have no no centralized components in there. There's um, there's no place where one person has a key or even or even really a multi sig for any sort of the operations that are core to the to your assets to your um, your um, yeah your your assets basically. Um, you have self custody inside within the within the operating system, and the operating system is there just to basically make things a lot cleaner and easier for you to use. Um, and it kind of stays out of your way. So, so there's no, there's no, like when we say operating system, man, this was, this was one of the, the difficult parts. We, we were building this thing. We were building this, op- this, this stack of code. And for the longest time, we didn't call it an operating system. I thought, man, guys, if we, if we go out and start telling people we're building an operating system, people are going to roll their eyes and go, oh boy, what a buzzword. Like some, you know, it's like, it's like saying you're going to build the, the Netflix of, of the cosmos. It's like, well, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> like there's, that just sounds like a, a a way to try to raise money from, from, you know, low IQ VCs. Um, and so what we, you know, it wasn't until we got to the, to about maybe six, seven, eight months ago where we started looking at it and we're like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but we've, we've built an operating system. We've got all the pieces to it. And if you go to the Wikipedia page and you read the the Wikipedia article for the definition of what a operating system is, we check all the boxes. We've got a networking layer. We've got a file system. We've got user accounts. We've got user provisioning. We've got a user space. We've got um, al- um, uh, a resource allocation mechanisms. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that's a an operating system. Now, if you go back, you know, if you could talk to some old school Web 2.0 guy, they're going to go, that's not an operating system. An operating system comes on on a computer and you guys are building some cloud bullshit. Well, okay, I guess if you want to get technical with it, yeah, you can. But if there was going to be an operating system that was built in Web3, this is what it would look like. And um, and we feel really, really uh, confident in our in our um, uh, market position and, and what we're trying to achieve and the way we're doing it, the architecture. We keep looking at it over and over again, comparing it to what other people are doing in the space. And we're going, this is, this is the way forward. And... Um, we're really, really proud of that. And that's just awesome in general, right? It's um, like the the technical debt reduction of just having something like this or just reducing development times for people that want to build something or just having an easy way for um, people like that to kind of close that knowledge gap a little bit too, right? Um, everyone kind of makes those when you first enter, you make all those mistakes and kind of giving a, a nice little playground for everyone to use that aggregates everything together. It's beautiful at the end of the day. I'm I'm excited for it in general, and I'm excited for this uh, kind of integration. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot, and Cody's talked a lot. I just want <laughs> want to kick it back to you if you have anything to kind of add there. If not, we can kind of go to a kind of question time too. Yeah, I think I think Mant um, uh, Mant kind of is at the higher level. I'm 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 down here in the bits and the bites with all the the geeks um, building the, the the technology out, trying to steer some of that and the innovation at the at the the core code level. Um, but Matt is, um, um, my partner in this and he's, he's a bit higher up in the, uh, on the, he, he has a 30,000 foot view and I, I get tongue tied and I start throwing out all these acronyms and jargons. And he's like, Cody, 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 just boil it down. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, we're making it easier for people to do this. And he's like, thank you. That's all I needed. So Matt talks at a higher level than I do about effects and what the, uh, operating system gives to businesses. 
Um, and I, I think he should probably give give the, the I should pass the mic over to him to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we we fall into that too. We're we're, we're notoriously bad for kind of overcomplicating everything ourselves. It's uh, just naming stuff in general. We're notoriously brutal at it as well. Well, Patrick, what uh, what caught my attention in your in your comments early on was uh, you mentioned enterprise three times, and um, that's where we're really focused right now. You know, of course, we're focused on all the things that Cody said, making it right and uh, integrating developers' uh, ability to build uh, more things easier, better, and faster. Uh, at the business level, we're focused on the enterprise. You know, bringing this new solution this easier adaptation, this easier adoption, this easier way of explaining all the benefits of Web3 with an operating system to the enterprise. You know, we're talking blue chip type companies. So we'll have a couple of large events uh, in 2024 uh, focused on the blue chip companies introducing this capability with partners that want to come along. And of course, Jackal's uh, welcome. But to introduce how they can increase their top line growth and do bottom line treatment. They can save costs uh, and they can do more innovative things, which to them is going to require, in some cases, a business model change. You know, we talked about mindset change. This is uh, this capability, this operating system that, that Cody and, uh, and you've been talking about. I like to think of it like what it did when air travel became popular. Think about going from New York to California before there were railroads or highway systems uh, or airplanes. What's going through your mind right now is you know, wagons and horses and crossing rivers and boats and how long it's going to take, you know, that time distance problem. Well, what we're solving in a different way in the computer science world is the time distance problem, the ability to quickly uh, adapt, use, and find innovative ways to create business solutions. So we're really focused on the enterprise level and we'll do it through you know, business B2B uh, with the uh, blue chip companies and other web two, web three company interfaces, but also through university. Uh, we have a university uh, system building uh, where there'll be education at the university level all the way down to the developer level well, where developers will come out of developer schools and training with Andromeda certifications so that they'll be Andromeda engineers or certified, you know, for a LinkedIn or a resume, they'll be able to have an Andromeda engineer certification to help adoption that, so that Web2 companies aren't afraid of Web3, that they'll be able to hire Andromeda certified uh, engineers. So the, the entire piece of this operating system is not just to have an operating system, you both have said it well, that it's in the background behind, but what it enables is the ability to operate at a much higher level to entrain businesses to adopt Web3 faster. You know, the, it was done in the Microsoft Windows and Android and iOS for the computer and Web2 generation folks. This is the next generation, and it's a whole new mindset of how you think of an operating system and computers, L1s, all integrated together so you don't have to have 50 different integration pieces it can just be one standard that's fascinating it, it is fascinating just in general i uh yeah man you, you kind of hit it on the head there i i don't know if i have too much to add uh you were talking about times before air travel i was born in 97 unfortunately so i i can't really uh, connect with you on that but uh <laughs> outside of that we um yeah it, it's it's 
fascinating space. I'm excited for this next generation of technology and I'm excited for the, the benefits of having another tool in our tool set for just mass distribution of this technology. Cause um, we can all talk about how wonderful all this stuff is. And we can all talk about how, how great this is from all these different metrics, depending on how you want to measure up why blockchain technology is wonderful, why it's empowering, why it's, um, ownership and self-custody and privacy and security posture are all great. But if we don't have the distribution, it really makes it difficult for um, people to use it, right? And uh, Jacko, we're, we're already running into an issue where we've all meaningful off-chain data in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, a lot of it's already on the Jocko protocol. So now it's about, okay, <laughs> uh, now we can do things where we can start building these kind of one-off integrations or one-off outposts on other blockchains. So smart contracts and developers can use it there. But um, kind of breaking out of just strictly business to business in the Web3 ecosystem um, is, is where we're going. And this is where we need to be for, uh, for our protocol to be successful. And I'm sure a lot of protocols out there can be successful in general. Um, it's exciting times. It's really exciting times. Yeah, one of the one of the pieces to add on to that is um, um, is that we like our our JavaScript um, side of the house, which is you know primarily a Web two piece of technology. It was it was what Web two sort of birthed. Um, we got Node, we got all the really cool stuff with with JavaScript. But like, you talk to any web developer in the Web two space, which there are millions of developers out there versus like dozens in the Web three space, um, and. Um, they're able to pick up their tools that they already know that they're familiar with. And they're like, you mean with my JavaScript here, I can just like start manipulating these objects on this data store called blockchain. And I don't have to worry about block times or consensus or anything. I mean, you do have to have a wallet for signing, but like I can just use all these native principles. I don't have to worry about all these weird calls and like these contracts that are, I have to write these JavaScript, you know, all this weird stuff. It's like, I can plug into it as easy as I do with like Shopify or, or something like that or WordPress. Exactly. That's exactly what we've, we've developed. So um, by having this operating system and this common, common framework for people to use web 2.0, people can step right in and start using blockchain without even knowing it for the most part. It's like the, the bridge has been built um, and all you have to do is step across it to start working in web three. Um, that barrier to entry is, has been almost demolished by what we've done. No, it's just great. It's just great in general. I, I kind of want to, uh, that's, I don't really have too much else to share. We, I think we kind of, uh, we, we hit everyone with a fire hose of information on this one. It started with arguments over uh, solidity and, uh, and go and rust, and then it ended up on uh, something that's a little bit more digestible, which is wonderful as well. Um, so you guys got, got the full show today. Other than that, if anyone has any questions, feel free to uh, Feel free to come up, request, and uh, we're happy to answer anything. In the meantime, um, is there anything else you guys you guys have? Do you have any questions for me? Do you have? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about while we we wait to see if there's any questions from the community? Well, we'll do the standard pitch here. Uh, AndromedaProtocol.io is our website, uh, and there's videos. You know, we've got a YouTube site that you can go to and look at uh, uh, extraordinary job by our uh, CMO and uh, our videographer to put short snippets of what Andromeda is all about, what an ADO is, an Andromeda digital object, how those Lego blocks fit together into an app, um, what that means um, for operations, and what it means for developers to uh, have economic incentives to build their own ADOs and get them approved uh, through our DAO. Uh, and we've built uh, an auditing alliance uh, 
with some big name uh, auditing firms that are interested in uh, providing discounts. In fact, I see Mikhail uh, here from Certic. Uh, he, he's one. He represents one of the auditing firms in our alliance that uh, will provide a discount for uh, builders on their auditing uh, needs as they uh, build ADOs and apps. Um, so we have a lot going on uh, that it's really uh, for the Web3 community to to build and learn about Andromeda and use Andromeda. Uh, so we're really focused on, and Cody didn't touch on it, which I'm really surprised, but he got excited about talking about the operating system, is that we built this uh, operating system from the ground up focused on developers. That this is really a developer-centric operating system that uh, rewards developers in the open source community, any protocol, any project, anywhere, anytime, to come in and build and be rewarded for what they build, being able to sell it so that it's, if it's useful and it gets used over and over, they're uh, they're paid you know, you know, fees for the, what they built. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and it, it really helps out uh, when you sell this to the community that there's an opportunity for developers uh, to be incentivized for uh, building and drama digital objects. I'll back off now and wait for questions. Yeah, for sure. Um, outside of that, I don't think anyone's requested so far. I'll, I'll give our little pitch to uh, to kind of close this out. Um, Jocker Protocol, uh, bringing storage to a lot of different places, Andromeda included, that we're super excited about. Outside of that, uh, feel free if you want to join our community, learn about uh, how you can, if you're a business looking to have backups or an active cloud environment, feel free to reach out. Um, if you're a user, you want to protect your memes to make sure they don't get stolen. Um, we're also great for that as well. So uh, jackerprotocol.com or our Discord. You can go to our Jacker Protocol account, join the Discord, join the community, ask questions. And if you're a developer looking to build any web scale application in Web3 and you need a hot storage storage layer and you're looking for permissions and privacy and security and everything to be programmable and modular, we're the people for you. Um, outside of that, I still don't think we got any requests. I think we did a pretty good job of uh, explaining everything today. So uh, outside of that, I if um, Patrick, uh, one one more thing, real fast. Um, if if anybody here is looking to to actually get their hands on the operating system and actually use it and see what it's like, um, we do have it uh, deployed on testnet through our Andromeda Galaxy Quest um, uh, program, and that is to get uh, early stage uh, developers or users or creators or of, of any of any technical ability to go in and start using the tools and giving us feedback and seeing how it works and get a taste of, of what the future brings. It's uh, andromedagalaxyquest.com. Um, you go there and sign up and uh, we'll get you involved. And we've got a really great support staff to answer any questions you might have or handhold you through new terms and new, new ways of doing things and new concepts. Cause this really is uh, something that no one has ever seen before. Um, you know, a lot of things in, in blockchain space for the last, uh, seven years has been rinse repeat. You know, yet another Dex, yet another lending platform, yet another, you know, um, uh, like the same principles being redone over and over again, being perfected. But this is a brand new concept, and so um, our support staff has really done a good job with everything from documentation at the very, very low level to um, video walkthroughs and live support that we have on our Discord channel. Um, we are we're following the same, you know, Rackspace uh, fanatical support. Uh, model, making sure that people's, you know, when they have questions, they get answered promptly. Uh, we take feedback very seriously, bring that back into the engineering team for for um, digestion and uh, metabolizing, and then um, going back out there. So, yeah, we're really responsive to what what you guys need. We're building it for the for everybody else, not for ourselves. So it's um it's really important we do that. Right on, right on.
what yeah one last thing from andromeda here we're on two dexes right now we're on the uh, the shade uh protocol decks that's app.shadeprotocol.io we're also on uh, astro vault and that's uh, astrovault.io and uh love for you to come over and, and take a look at what we're doing over there we're pretty happy with the uh, with the response that we've got on uh, on both both texas and uh we're very pleased to be uh be on this uh, uh twitter spaces with you to explain what's going on with this partnership with jackal and explain more about the andromeda operating system uh, and come on over to the uh, the shade national vault and, uh, and see what's going on with the lp right on all right guys um that's pretty much everything for me um yeah that it's wonderful space time with you guys excited to get integrated excited to uh kind of bring that storage layer to your operating system outside of that um i think it's probably time to shut it down if anyone has any last questions now is your time but uh, uh it's, it's, <laughs> it's coffee time for this guy all right all right all Thanks, right Patrick. all right take it easy fellas Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape him under the earth say and wonder about the worth and play ring around the rosy while the thunder is served